Welcome to After Hours with Astrid Amiyu. Today we're talking to Lauren Nicole about body diversity within the modelling industry. So, welcome to After Hours with Astrid Amiyu. Today we have the lovely Lauren Nicole here Hi. for a little chat. Hi. So Lauren, tell, um, if anyone doesn't know who you are, give mm-hmm. us a little little bio on what you're doing so far. Um, so I started off as just being a blogger mm-hmm. um, and then obviously Instagram came into the situation Um I'm now a plus size model, um, have been signed for like four years now. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, I also create content online. So whether that be like videos or imagery, uh, mostly imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just relaunched my personal blog now as a digital magazine. So I'm also doing that at the moment. Which is amazing. Yeah. And what's your Insta handle for people that want to follow it you? It is Lauren Nicole FK. FK. Yes. Is that stands for fashion killer, which is uh-huh. my blog. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to me about starting your blog in secondary school. So sure. how old were you when you started your blog? Um, so I started my first blog, which isn't the blog that I currently have now. Uh-huh. Um, I was super into like celebrity culture and like Perez Hilton. And I used to spend like all my time reading Perez Hilton's blog and really? um, Hollywood life. I was really obsessed. Like it was quite bad. How did you feel when you went on Big Brother? Because that oh, was that problematic. Was d- disastrous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, um, when I was super into that, it was probably like 13. Right. 12, okay. So well before. <laughs> yes, that was well, before well, he, well like, before. Basically, gave up carbs and lost his mind. Yeah, a yes. Bit. Yeah. And like then <laughs> he now has a child or something as I well. See. Yeah. Like I think he adopted. Oh well, that might steady him. I think he now has two kids. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but yeah. yeah, this is like long before Big right. Brother. So in the blog, celebrity culture. Yeah. Was it just like discussing stuff that was happening? Or yeah. So it was pretty much just like talking about you know, like the Kardashians, mm. what they're wearing. Um, yeah. And then I think I got less interested in celebrity culture and more into just fashion. Right. Um, so I probably only did that blog really for like maybe a year. If okay. that. What was that one called? Uh, that was called Teen Gossip. Cute. Great name though. You would not be able to find that available. Teen Gossip. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that's a good... <laughs> so embarrassing. It's anyway. not embarrassing. It could be a hell of a lot worse. What was your True. first Hotmail address? Um, oh, my nickname was, is Lulu. Yeah. Or Lou. Yeah. So my Hotmail address was Miss Lulu. That's fine. Mine what? was Buffting Bella. Not even joking. Love that. Love the confidence. Buffing Bella. <laughs> like, that, that is embarrassing. <laughs> that's why I was like, as soon as Jim came along, I was like, yes, please. Isabella Buckley. Yes, that's much better. <laughs> Let's forget. I Let's leave Buffing Bella in the past. So teen gossip is fine. No, I I actually stand. <laughs> I, I prefer like Buffing Bella. Buffing Bella. I love yeah. that. <laughs> she doesn't exist anymore. Bless her. No, she does. She does. <laughs> so teen gossip was your first foray into it. See, it's so interesting for me because I didn't grow up in a... in at the time when you could start a blog yeah so was it kind of were you still like an early adopter you must have been um I think definitely but I was more so inspired by Tavi Jevinson okay so she was like this really young girl that um I think at the time she must have been like maybe two years older than me so she must have been about 15 16 mm-hmm. um and she was attending all of the fashion weeks and this was at the time when um there was like a shift in 
like front row being yeah. um, like going from journalists and editors to and it girls to now being like full of bloggers. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the youngest, but she was she also wore like the most outrageous things. So right. okay. like people would never be able to see behind her. Like she would have like these massive <laughs> hats on and people would get so annoyed by it. But like she was like this young girl that was making just super stir, cool. Right. Making an impact. Okay. So I used to follow her and she had her own blog as well. Um, and I was just like super obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, I want to be a Tabby Jevonson. I'm going to do it. So that was really what inspired it. Okay. Um, and then obviously I, my love for like celebrity gossip wasn't really there anymore. And mm. I felt like I was doing more of like a copy and paste of Perez Hilson's website anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, because where else am I going to get the sources what from? You're 13. Like, exactly. where did you grow up? Uh, West London. In West so, London, yeah. yeah so yeah, your access to the Hollywood stars. Yeah, no, I don't. It's limited. Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, then I started Fashion Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a fashion journalist at the time. Yeah. Um, and my mentor said that it would be a good idea to like start a blog again. Um, yeah. And that was pretty much it, yeah. So Fashion Killer is a great name. Thank you. And I've seen that, it, so it's developed to this to a magazine now, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. So how was that journey? Um, interesting. <laughs> I think because most of the time that I have like been creating like articles, for example, like for mm-hmm. Fashion Killer, I've been at school. So mm. um, I graduated uni last summer. So right. now has been like the time where I've really been able to like focus and put time and energy into it. Mm. Um there's been times there's been like periods where I haven't written anything for like three six months simply yeah. because I've just had exams or yeah whatever Life happens. yeah um so yeah like I feel I'm now able to actually put in the energy that I'd want to put into mm. it and it's great because I've got all different types of writers and like we've got writers that talk about like sustainability which isn't something that necessarily I know a lot about mm-hmm. um so it just adds another layer to it yeah definitely exactly um fabulous and so what's so right now you've managed to actually kind of turn it into a is it like a job basically now yeah essentially so I more so do like the kind of editor-in-chief role in terms of I write content obviously Mm Um, but it's more of like editing um, our writer's pieces, uploading them, sorting out like imagery, etc. Yeah. Um, like Actually, some of the boring stuff you've got to do. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it could have just been like, yeah. I just write and then someone else does it. Yeah. But no, yeah. unfortunately not. <laughs> when you're a boss babe, you've got to do the shit stuff too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about your experience as a plus size model. Did yeah. that come? How were you scouted? Sure. So I started my blog when I was 15. Um, and then I was found on Instagram by an independent plus size brand. Cool. Um, when I was about 17 by this point, at first I really just thought, oh, I'm just going to do like a blogger thing for them. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to like maybe write a few blogs for them, you know, maybe post on my Instagram at this time. I probably had like less than a thousand followers. Yeah. If that. So I really didn't think it was going to be anything more than that. Um, but then within their like contracts and I then went to go and see them, it said that they'd like me to model. So I had a casting, but again, still modeling to me wasn't like, I'm going to be like on their website type thing. Mm -hmm. It still didn't feel like that. So I went to go see them and they were like, would you like to try, can you please try on these like swimwear pieces? Again, I just like did it, didn't think anything of it. And then they're like, are you free on X day? I was like, yeah. 
And they're like, okay, well, we'd like you to model our debut swimwear collection. Amazing. Yeah, you'd think that. <laughs> no, it was amazing. I think because I'd always like struggled with like body image and stuff mm. like that, it was... I don't know what persuaded me to do such a thing because it wasn't literally like something that I had necessarily thought about doing. Yeah, but how amazing that you yeah, pushed yourself fact, through that yeah. fear. And I think that <clears throat> having that first interaction in terms of going into the plus size industry mm. and like plus size modeling industry and it being based on like the fear motivating me to do it is wild. Your first shoe, yeah, 17, yeah, in swimwear and alongside Felicity Hayward who who I who is an icon I know and yeah. love. She she did one of those podcasts Ye- and she now comes to my pottery class. She, come oh, I love that. <laughs> I made those mugs. Oh, beautiful. I might have to come, babe. <laughs> so you were there, you were on the shoe, you got one of your one of the amazing yeah, you know, like the plus size yeah, I think positivity icon. Literally. I, I mean, bet she made you feel really good oh, on the shoot. Felicity <laughs> is incredible. And it's so funny because um, since then, we've been on set together a few times. Uh-huh. And it always just feels like this really nostalgic, like weird feeling. Because, mm. you know, at the time I'm 17, um, I was really obsessed with ASOS at that time. And, yeah. ASOS, and Felicity was an insider at the time. Oh, one of the first. Yeah, ones. yeah. So. Yeah. F- for me she was like in terms of like uk girls and at this point i'm like 15 i don't know all of the like bloggers and and stuff and i think to be fair i think felicity might have been the first person um in the uk that i like followed because i Mm. when i did get into that sort of scene i was following like nadia abelhossen and gabby fresh so when i then was able to meet her and shoot with her it was like major but it, she was so lovely like i was like please go first so that i can like see what yeah. to do yeah um because it's not but easy yeah, she's yeah. incredible she's totally incredible but going yeah. back to like your, you know your first experience in front of a camera you you have to literally learn by watching other <laughs> yeah. people yeah and just doing it in front of a mirror yeah. like just there's no i mean i suppose there probably is like creepy little modeling schools but yeah not nothing that i attended <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> So after that shoe, mm-hmm. did you, was it then an agency or was it more with the same brand? Yeah, so um, it, it wasn't like that quick after that I got signed or anything. So I did um, another campaign with them. So I did their spring summer campaign. Then I did their autumn winter campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, in that time, uh, agency did reach out to me. But at that time, I I kind of was just like, I'm just going to do it for them, like yeah. for this plus size brand. So I didn't know if, like, I didn't think I'm going to do this again or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really looking to be signed because I'm just going to do it for them. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. Um. But then I think once they reached out to me, that kind of then set in motion that, okay, well, maybe I could actually do this and maybe yeah. this could be like a thing. So then I did the autumn winter collection. Um, the second time, the the it was the same photographer that they used for the spring summer. And she was like, Lauren, you're really good. Like you should think about getting signed. And I was like, okay, okay. Because um, mm. it's hard to accept yeah, yeah. Like, positive and I think, ref- confirmation when it's new to you. Definitely. But I think also that I didn't have like a lot of maybe let's say friends or anyone that I necessarily knew like no one at my school was doing this like yeah do you know what I mean so it wasn't really a case of who can you discuss it with (laughs) exactly other Mm -hmm. than like being on set or going to an event and maybe seeing someone who's an influencer slash model or Mm -hmm. a plus size model whatever the case may be there wasn't 
necessarily that like connects there. Mm. Um, but I had made friends with a model who was signed to my now agency. Right. Okay. Um, and she had previously modeled for them. So when she went into the, to the agency, whatever day that she went in, um, they went on online and they were expecting to see her pictures and saw mine. Um, And she was like, that's my friend Lauren. And they asked her, is she signed? And she was like, no. She messaged me as soon as she got out of the agency and was like, Lauren, I think they want to sign you. And a few days later, I was... I was signed. So that yeah, must have just been like the best phone call ever. Be yeah, like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yes, yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, it's been really good so far. I can't complain, mm. but yeah, it's been a wild ride. So what's been like one of the career highlights so far? Um, do you know what? I think the main thing for me is just, I love working with other creatives mm-hmm. and seeing how they put together like a vision. So whether that's like a makeup artist or a photographer, I really enjoy that. Just, I think also because I... I really love working with other creatives. And I think whether it's from the aspect of like the person that sorts out the lighting or who does the hair and makeup or Mm. who does the photography, I'm so intrigued to see how they come up with certain um, like concepts and ideas. And I think because a lot of the content that I create, I aim for it to be as like editorial as possible, Mm -hmm. as possible. So I'm always intrigued to see what the creative process is for other people. Um, So yeah, I think that's probably one of my highlights because I get to meet some really cool individuals. Mm. So yeah. So um, another big conversation piece Mm -hmm. um, is the diversity in the industry and representation. Talk to me about how you found it being plus size. Yeah. So I think diversity is so interesting at the moment and it's a, a... topic that everyone's speaking about Mm -hmm. um i think that you know we've come to a point where brands are now recognizing and not even brands but just like industry leaders are recognizing that if they want to get the recognition and want to get like the customers and everything they have to start ticking off certain certain boxes and i don't want to say it like that because at times it does feel like a sense of tokenism yeah um but I do feel like we're moving more towards a a society where we're more accepting, um, whether that be of, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, Mm -hmm. whether that be of people of color, Mm -hmm. um, whether that be bigger people, Mm -hmm. you know, plus size people. Um, But I definitely think that there's still more, more that needs to be done in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, representing, um, especially, you know, because when I think about, plus size models sure I can think of like white plus size models sure I can think of a handful of black plus size models but it's very difficult for me to start thinking of Asian plus size models um you know especially when we're talking about South Asian like Mm -hmm. there's really a lack of of diversity in some areas yeah and while we can say like yeah we're seeing more black women men on adverts and billboards there's still a huge demographic that aren't Mm -hmm. being catered to totally um and i think that's so important Mm, definitely and i think that i mean instagram has been a really great shift Mm -hmm. because people get a following like yourself and they have to listen to you because there has to be a change we need to represent all of society basically it can't just be this kind of perceived ideals whether they are you know in whichever category like that's not what we look like yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, really. yeah. so you kind of want to see like an older woman or you want to see someone with a disability Definitely. like you know everyone exists and you want to be be seen um who would you say the worst offender is 
I think, do you know what? It's not even from a standpoint of within campaigns, for example. So if X brand puts out a campaign and they've got, they've ticked off, I don't want to say ticked off, but no, you know, but they've it's got- so true. You can yeah. see that marketing meeting and exactly. they're like, we need yeah, to have- yeah, we need to have X, Y, and Z yeah. and perfect. That's that's great to a certain extent, but I do think that also we have to start looking within the teams with like, have you got, you know, this person who's got this knowledge and has this experience mm-hmm. and can say, you know what, like, yeah, sure. Um, having this like amazing, beautiful, I don't know, disabled lady in this is great, but actually our reality is X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. this is how we can make sure that our consumers are, having a better experience with yeah. our products or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. Take a picture, but then you haven't got any ramps. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, I also think that you've touched upon something quite important there because it is, if you look at the teams, the marketing teams, quite often they are, you know, especially in London, it might not be the case because there's a lot more opportunity here, but outside mm-hmm. of London, if you haven't got, if you don't come from a privileged background, you're not going to get to go for university, you're not going to yeah. get these jobs. Yeah. So there needs to be more than one avue and more than one way of getting to yeah. being a decision maker within a brand. Definitely. And that's why I think that it's so, that's such a positive side of social media. Yeah. Because it gives people the you chance to do that and, and share their opinions. Yeah. And actually, you know, there's so many people now who from their social media platforms have become activists, have become yes. consultants and have been able to help certain brands or you know just certain people navigate and understand more and I think more of that needs to happen but it's great that social media has been able to be at the forefront of that and push more people into doing things like that I mean that's it it gets such a there's such like a bad rap around social media Mm. but actually so many big changes have come as that as a catalyst I I mean I did fashion journalism and I Mm -hmm. had to do it the traditional route I was dragging bags about. I was making cups of tea. I did. I worked unpaid for four years. Yeah. Completely illegal now. But yeah. So And so, but now I know that if I was 21 when Instagram was out, I would have just been doing shoots. Exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You're doing the, the thing that I tell people to do. It's just, just putting yourself out just there. Just do yeah. it. Just create. Just make that content. Because even if you've only got 10 followers... That will grow. Something will happen. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's an explore page, there's hashtags, yeah. there's That's there's it. people that are watching, there's people yeah. that are seeing. And even if they're maybe not following you, you know, they you they might still be on their radar That's or it. on their mood board. Yeah. That shoot. So you, you don't never know. know. <laughs> so true. So who inspires you? Mm. There's lots of people that inspire me. I think I get my inspiration from a lot of pe- different people. But in terms of like my work ethic, it's definitely from my family um, and the women in my family. Mm. Um, I grew up in a single parent household. It was me and my mom. Like she's literally like my best friend. Um, <laughs> Love that. What's her name? <laughs> Susanna. Oh, Susanna. She's <laughs> <Is that> amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, she's literally like my best friend, but she's one of the strongest people that I know. Like mm-hmm. my family... In terms of the women in my family, they're all very strong, all very like intelligent. Um, and maybe even if they didn't come from like a traditional background of like going to university or, mm. you know, going through life in a particular type of way, they've all been able to make it for themselves. And yeah. I think growing up that really inspired me. Um, and that was instilled from a really young age. I remember um this is slightly child labor mum, but anyway, um, <laughs> I remember there were times when my mum works in marketing, but she mm-hmm. works in housing. So there was times when I would go with her to work and like 
I'd be filling um, envelopes or I'd yeah. be like going to showrooms and like showing people around like as a do. little kid like, <laughs> like is this the master bedroom? That would be you though I'd buy the house right? Yeah. I think so um, I don't know what the convergency rate was but anyway um, but yeah like so I think because of that and because I got to see like such empowered women and like mm. women who were just kind of doing it and like not waiting for anyone especially a man to like yeah. help them has really inspired me so um who are your role models then other than like family mm-hmm. um I would definitely say like I'm super inspired at the moment I can say like my role models at the moment is like Tracy Ellis Ross um I'm so inspired by her she recently did a talk with Oprah that was incredible mm-hmm. um I just like how like fearless she is yeah and I love her style anyway so she inspires me on that level um who else is there like in terms of people that are in the line of work that I am in it could be anything you know wherever you can draw your inspiration yeah, from I, I think in terms of people that are in the line of work that I'm in I would say like definitely Gabby Fresh like yeah. the, the work that she's been able to do from going from I think she was like an intern at MTV or something oh, like really? she used to tweet, she started? For, tweet for MTV or something like that um and then like to them being like literally at the forefront like when you think of plus size mm-hmm. influencers and con- content creators like OG you think yeah. of Gabby yeah um and the fact that she's been able to like come out with her own collections the swimwear is gorgeous <laughs> yeah, yeah swimwear launch rate all of that yeah. is crazy so yeah sh- she's definitely a role model in terms of this line of work anyway yeah. um and the possibilities that are there and like the potential that's it so I had a little dabble mm. in trying to post some plus size fashion content for okay. a bit. I stopped because it's a lot of work. Hi. Um, but the one thing that I got sent the most from people was like, where do you get your confidence? Yeah. Which is like a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird question. <laughs> which is a weird question. So yeah. that's not, it's not what I want to put to you, but I suppose it's kind of like, it's a, it's this funny attitude that I find people have with fashion and women of, of you know, a plus size woman it's almost like you shouldn't be confident. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like, I never had an answer for them. I mm. was just like, I don't care what people think about me was my only reply, but you can't teach that yeah. or instill that in people. Yeah. So, I mean, so for me, I was like, I just don't give a shit. Like sometimes I look terrible and that happens. Yeah. And other days I'm did and I look fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how about you? Like, where do you find your drive to go and put yourself out in front of people, um, I guess? Honestly, I don't know. I think, there was like a, I, I say this quite often, there was like a flick of a switch once I turned 18. Mm. Um, I had That's spent, so young, I know, I know, because <laughs> what, sometimes people message me and they're, I don't know, like way older than me, maybe mm-hmm. 10 years, 20 years older than me in asking. And I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. I think because I had gone through my teen years and childhood as well, so like distraught and upset about, my body and like I wasn't doing certain things like mm. I used to love acting and like singing and dancing I wouldn't go to classes because I felt like everyone was looking at me and laughing this is not the case no. like even when me as an individual now goes to the gym or something like that I now know that like I don't care what other people are doing no. but obviously when you're in that like kind of vulnerable state you feel like everyone's looking at you everyone's laughing yeah everyone's you know judging you mm-hmm. um but I kind of got to a point and it was literally on my 18th birthday where I was like I'm not going to do this anymore like I literally yes. <laughs> cannot come and kill myself yeah to just 
attain to society's ideals of what beauty is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a journey. Of course, there's going to mm-hmm. be days where you don't feel good, but mm. what I have found specifically in the last like three, four months is working out has really been helpful for me. Yeah. Mentally. Like it's yeah, so it's, good. <laughs> honestly. And, <laughs> and when I say that, I know some people hear that because I found that when I wasn't in a, a journey of being like, yeah, I'm going to work out to feel good. And I would see people write about, I'd be like, oh, you're so pretentious. Like you're yeah. so, you're so annoying. Like, what do you mean? It makes you feel good. Who wants to sweat? Yeah. Um, but I think when you find like an actual routine or an actual like exercise that mm-hmm. is good for you. So I like kickboxing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I really like. Like I'll still do the odd like weights and cardio and stuff, but mm-hmm. In you terms found something of that you enjoy. Find, yeah. That's once it. you find something that you enjoy, whether that's a Zumba class, whether that's yeah. a spin class, whatever the case may be, even swimming, um, doing that and, you know, maybe the lead up to it, you're not feeling so great. You're like, I just want to be in bed or whatever the case may be. But I can assure you that once you're done, you're literally going to feel so much better about yourself. I love those endorphins. The Honestly. only way I can work out is I have the most gorgeous baby personal trainer, but she has to come to my house and force me. Okay. She has to come around. And every time I'm like, I'm ill. She's like, no, no. I'm at your house. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do it today. Like yeah, yeah. every single time I want it, I want an excuse, but you're so right. Just every time afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I should this do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And learning to do it from a place of love rather than a place of punishment yeah. is the big difference. Because I think you have these associations when I was a teenager, I'd work out and work out. I was on my cross trainer and I just like, just because I wanted to be smaller. Now I just want to be stronger. Yeah. And so I can do more, not yeah. so I can exist less in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really powerful actually. But yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think once you start changing your habits in terms of the way that you look at yourself and the way that you view yourself. And even if the case is that you do want to lose weight, cool, yeah, cool fine. to you, that's fine. But you know, it, love and appreciate the body that you're currently in um Mm -hmm. because you can only do that and then be able to reach a state of you know what yeah i'm gonna lose this weight and this weight is gonna stay off or whatever the case may be yeah um but it's not gonna be a case of oh um i've put on an extra like five pounds now so now i have to go and beat myself up about it yeah um but instead of just being like okay well this is how my body looks now and that's fine. It might look different tomorrow in two yeah. weeks or whatever the case may be, but I appreciate how I look for this current time. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of like maybe a smidgen older than you. Mm. Um, and it's been a similar journey for me. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stop fighting my body and I'm just going to learn to appreciate what it is about myself. And if I still want to lose weight, then that's okay. Because again, it's not about judgment. Yeah. All these problems come from judgment and the external judgments that you have and then you start imposing on yourself. Yeah. And as soon as I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to learn to accept myself. I stopped trying to lose weight yeah. because I realized that the reasons weren't, if you've got like a genuine health issue that you have to deal with, or then do what you need to do. Yeah, of course. If it's just because you want to look a bit better in clothes, I don't even necessarily think I look better or worse in clothes, whatever size I have. And I've been everything from a size eight to a size 18. You know yeah, I mean? same. And it's kind of like, I look the best when I'm happiest. Mm-hmm. So just work on your mental health journey. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I say anyway. I agree. So... We've spoken about diversity and how important it is and how mm-hmm. people are catching on a little bit, but it is very much box ticking. Yeah. How will that demographic demographic landscape change? How will that landscape look? Um, for one, I think that people in general would just be kinder. 
to everyone. That's and I think nice. that sounds really like hippie, but... No, it's timely as well. I mean, yeah, look at what... Like, I just don't see the need for, you know, as kids, we were taught, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I don't know why that in adulthood, it's now like, okay to be a troll mm-hmm. and okay to judge people. So, and I think I completely get it. Like there's cases where, you know, we like to have a good gossip. Um, we like to talk about whatever the Kardashians are doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I, they're, they're cashing in on that. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think even with that, that's still, there's still, it's like a natural thing to do. Like mm-hmm. we're naturally going to have opinions about things, but I think that there's ways that we can show those opinions. And once you can see, and not even see, but once you can know as like in your human instinct, this isn't, a nice thing to be saying and that there's a potential that this person could see it and this is going to affect them. Yeah. Why do it? So just be nicer. Um, And that's very timely. Yeah. I think that there wouldn't even be this whole like conversation about diversity. It should just be. It would just be just in the way that you can leave your house today and see all different types of people that's what we would see when we turn on our TV. That's what we would see when we open a magazine. Like, mm. I think that would be so empowering um, and is so necessary. I know that for me, once I started finding, you know, the likes of Felicity, the likes of Nadia, the likes of Gabby on Instagram, that changed the way that I viewed my body. Totally so agree. I can't even imagine what it must be like for like, the kids now mm-hmm. who have this access to these types of amazing, incredible people mm. and how they're going to view their vo- body. Of course, there's still like issues, you know, in the media today in terms mm-hmm. of body image, but I just know that they're going to have a much easier ride than maybe what you had, what yeah. I had, what the people who were listening had. Mm-hmm. So I would just want diversity to not even be a question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also in that same respect within the teams, I think that there would be more diversity seen within teams. But I think, again, that starts at an education um, that stems at education. Mm. So yeah, I think just equal opportunities. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's wrap this up, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So equal opportunities, everyone would be nicer and diversity wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah. Well, this is it. And that's what we're aiming for. Yeah. Um, with everyone being nicer, have you had any trolls? Have you had any? I've literally had a handful. Um, That's good. Yeah. But trolling is such a strange thing because I think mm. I was watching something the other day from another um, content creator. I can't remember who, but she was talking about how at first it was something that she could just laugh at. But then mm. it gets to a point where it does actually start to affect you. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't experienced that. I'm not there yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I could imagine that you know, in certain situations that would be a really difficult time and difficult mm-hmm. experience. It depends on your mental state as well. I know yeah. that like I can have one day and if someone, you know, being a woman, people post comment on you. All yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. Regardless of what you look like or wherever you are. Yeah. We're public property for some reason at the moment. I don't know why, but yeah. So, um, and some days I'm like, yeah, whatever. But another day it can be something really, really small and that will cut you deep. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 
So it's kind of like, how do you protect yourself from that? I mean, I still get creeps sliding into my DMs. And I don't even oh. have that many followers. It's a daily thing yeah, I in bet. terms of like that. Being, but... a, being a hottie. And like, <laughs> being a hottie who like models. Oh, I don't even know. Because sometimes I'm like, okay, well, just block. But then other times you're just like, really? Like on your profile, you've got your wife, like mm-hmm. your five-year-old kid. Like, why would you think that this is okay to do? Like, it's not. Are but, we talking dick pic? Yeah, we're talking everything from like, hi, God. baby. Like, yeah. to... Hi. Yeah, like hi what am I gonna do with this goodbye yeah 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 (laughs) so yeah like I don't know I just think that the internet is a very strange place it's the wild west at the moment yeah but equally I kind of quite love that it's the wild west and I don't know how it's it's weird isn't it because it's like there's censorship and then there's freedom of speech and it's kind of like all right maybe if everyone just stop being being pricks then we won't need censorship yeah but at the moment it is in it's it's in it being a little bit unpoliced that we push the boundaries, yeah. I suppose. So it's kind of like with the dick pics, you also get the opportunity to share the creation and like make it yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. Take them off with this move, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something all we like can that. Hope for. <laughs> all we can hope for. So um, I'm going to start rounding up. Sure. So I guess the other thing I think that probably people would really want to know is what would your tips be for people who are inspired by you mm. and would like to follow in your footsteps and look at modeling and sure. content creation. Um, I would say definitely utilize the internet, mm-hmm. um, whether that be, you know, creating a particular social media platform. So whether that be Instagram, whether that be TikTok, I'm yeah, not really is sure. Is it about- still people just dancing? No, like some people are doing like outfit situations. I watched one the other day and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Why didn't I think of that? It looks difficult. (laughs) It looks very difficult. It looks time consuming, but I mean... It's the next big thing. Yeah, I do feel like I need to get on it, but I don't really know about all this. Fashion killer needs to be on it and then you can have all other people doing it for you. That would be ideal. (laughs) Just be like, now go on. Everyone that's writing for you, you now just have to make two TikToks a week. Go. You know what? You might be onto something, Con. Yeah. But- <laughs> delegate, delegate. That's what you have to do. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. So I would say, sorry. There's someone you're say- like, who can I get to do it? I can see this like, <laughs> my brain's ticking. Um, I would say like, use Instagram, start working with, um, you know, photographers, local mm. photographers. The first photographer that I worked with, she went to my uni, like use your friends, um, you know it's actually so easy now because there's just such like access there's so much opportunities whether that's people posting castings whether that's like following certain agencies and seeing Mm. who's on their board currently and whether you kind of fit into that look whether that's That's a good bit of advice yeah whether that's um you know, following particular photographers and reaching out to them or even just forming some sort of relationship with them so that eventually they might be like, seeing as we're friends now, would you like to like maybe take some pictures together? Sneaky. Very I sneaky, like it. But yeah. But save actually, your coins. Um, <laughs> for collaborating because it yeah, works for both of you, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think there's just so many, so many options now. Mm. But I would definitely say like, as I said about, following modeling agencies if the case is that you want to get into modeling follow modeling agencies see who's kind of on their board see whether you can fit into that sort of look most modeling agencies have open calls um so check out their website and look for details on that 
You can always email headshots to modeling agencies. Um, some, there's like now agencies that aren't necessarily modeling agencies, but that will post like castings in London or mm -hmm. something like that. So f start following those types, sorts of accounts. Follow other models as well. Um, yeah. I think a lot for me when I started, yeah, I had like maybe three poses that I could do, but <laughs> you know, these pictures, they want more than just three. Yeah. Um, so I have one. Yeah. <laughs> Hand on the hip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my signature. So, um, and I do hamster hands. Yeah. The other day, um, the photographer said to me, no, what did she say? No knitting hands. I was like, knitting. knitting. That's that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I knitting. call it hamster, but maybe it was like a little like gopher. I used to hear it as stop holding the pee. Holding the pee. Yeah. <laughs> but that is a... Well, not stop holding the pee, the pee. Yeah. The pee, so you're holding the pee. Yeah, because that used to be like my thing. Oh, you did. And they'd be like, can you stop? Drop the pee. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, as we're scrolling through the website, it's all of you holding a pee. So I, like, you need to change yeah. yourself. And I'll be like, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, look at, like, follow other models. Ever so often, models will post behind the scenes. And this is actually what I did to begin with. Um, models will post behind the scene videos. Mm-hmm save those videos do like a little save file on folder on instagram mm. ever so often watch those videos you'll start to pick up little techniques of what they're doing and then you can adapt it into your routine ah, this is excellent advice yeah really good thank you <laughs> so i'm guess we're going to round up now and the last question is what's next what's coming up this year what's What's happening with Fashion Killer? So in terms of Fashion Killer, so we're wanting to take, um, you know, the online community that I've been able to create just from my brand in terms of like Lauren Nicole FK yeah. um, and also Fashion Killer and the readers that we have from that. We want to take it from online to in real life. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be holding a lot more events this year. Fantastic. We already hosted our first event uh, for Valentine's Day. Oh, amazing. What that was that? Was, that was great. So we, um, uh, so we partnered with PLT um, okay. and had like basically a staycation vibe sort of situation going on. Nice. Um, so the event basically started off with like a few leading ladies. That's how we kind of called it, like leading ladies who were killing it in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, we had a few of them come over. We were at South Place Hotel. It was really beautiful. Um, we started off with like uh, reception drinks in the secret garden. Sounds Ooh, very lovely. And yeah. Um, and then we headed up to the penthouse suite um, <laughs> and had afternoon tea, which was really nice. And then everyone got changed and we all had like these um, PLT pajamas and like robes and slippers nice and we went down and watched uh notting hill film so it mm. was really really sweet so i want to do more things like that like just creating spaces where people can come people together can buy tickets yeah definitely so themselves. of course the first one was more kind of exclusive yeah. only a small amount of people that came but in the near future we're gonna hold like much bigger events where more people can come um, that sounds amazing. So there's going to be stuff that people can come and join in. How do they find out about them? So uh, if you follow fashionkiller.uk on Instagram, we're going to be posting, uh, you know, any flyers or events information. Also, if you just check out the website as well, any events will eventually be posted on there as well. Um, but yeah, we've, we're, 
I've already kind of had a thought of the next event. Can you tell us today? Um, it will be some sort of health event, but looking more holistically at health. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, we're going to now have to make sure it's health for the next event, aren't we? <laughs> but, <laughs> wellness but yeah. is like a nice broad Yeah, term. exactly. Health and wellness. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me oh, today. Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed it. I feel like I've learned loads about potentially starting my modelling career. I mean, why not, babe? <laughs> <laughs> never too old. Oh, that was the sign. What was it? Never too old and... No. It's not, not too, too old and it's never too late. Yes. Well, yes. that tattooed on me. Thank you so Do much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Ashton and Mie. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you back here next week for a brand new episode. Thank you.